What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to another episode of the Brothers Brandt Podcast, 150, episode 150, the 2023 college football season preview. Rick, what are we going to be talking about on this one? Rob, there's a lot to unpack. This is one of the most exciting podcasts ever recorded because this season is going to be unlike any other. It's the 154th college football season, kicking off August 26th. National championship game to be played January 8th in Houston, Texas. We have months and months of college football upon us, Rob. Get excited. The viewers on this episode are going to get a chance to hear our opinion on conference realignments, Heisman hopefuls, and of course, our college football semifinal predictions. Are you ready? Let's go. This is the last Saturday. This past Saturday is the last Saturday that there will be no college football. There is college football on from this coming Saturday all the way until the championship in the new year. So buckle your seatbelts. Let's get ready for the madness, baby. All right, Robbie. Well, a couple things to note here. First, Rob, we might witness for the first time in our lifetime a three-peat national champion. The Georgia Bulldogs have run it to in the season, and it doesn't look like there's much in their way this season of going for the three-peat. The rich get richer, Rick, and they just continue to stack their lineup, stack their lineup, stack their lineup. You would think after year after year, the NFL draft selecting Bulldogs in the first round, the second round, the third round, the fourth round, undrafted free agents that they wouldn't have anyone left. You know, Bama would come in and take it, but Rick. They just get better and better and better as time go on, and and it's uh it's a battle for the it, it's a battle for the rest of them. So, <laughs> Coach Kirby Smart has been leading the helm there in Georgia, Athens, and there's no reason to think he's not going to be back in the college football playoffs. But wait, he might not be. It's going to be a crazy season, and we're going to get into it right now. So. Right. To kick things off, a few house cleaning items to note. As a football coach, we all heard this summer in July, Pat Fitzgerald let go for hazing allegations. Rob, this always happens in sports. There's turnover, but this headline dominated this summer offseason here as, as training camp approached. And uh, I'd be remiss to uh, just not acknowledge the fact that we did have a uh, controversial offseason with Northwestern uh, removing their head football coach, the all-time winningest head football coach. I think the one thing that will allow us to move on is that Northwestern has been pretty much irrelevant ever, always, forever. So um, it's it's really funny. Um, I'll just, we're not going to dive into the allegations and all that. ESPN has already covered that enough, right? I felt like every single week, it's not even football season. It says something about Northwestern on the top, like bullet points. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to read too much into that. Um, here's the thing I'll say. You're right. They're kind of irrelevant. 
But they do put out some talent every so often. Like, I think one of the top draft picks this year, offensive lineman, was from Northwestern. I was like, oh, there you go. You got that going for you, which is nice. And I just want to say, Rick, um, we did not bring it up on the other episode talking about college football stadiums that we would like to go to. Um, But I will tell you, Northwestern has got a pretty cool stadium. And they, they need to pack it. They need to get it going. They need to figure it out with the Big Ten. They need to get it lively because it's a cool stadium. Last couple of years, they did actually start to make a little bit of headway. Uh, I remember having some real televised, sold-out games there. I think one was they, against Ohio State. They almost beat Ohio State in the wind bowl. The wind off of Lake uh, Lake Michigan was uh, was like 50 miles per hour. Yeah, so Northwestern was making the uh, turnaround. We'll see if those players aren't playing with a little chip on their shoulder. Maybe they make some noise this year in the Big Ten. Speaking of Big Ten, this will be the first year you'll get a chance to watch these Big Ten football games on CBS, Rob. We're used to watching them on Fox and yeah. other networks, but it'll be a new contract on CBS. So when you turn into CBS, it won't just be SEC. You'll have the Big Ten as well. So that's super exciting for us viewers that like to sit on the couch and not go anywhere on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last thing to note, Rob, this is the 10th and final year of the four-team college football playoff. So I remember like it was yesterday, Ohio State and Oregon in Jerry's World down in Dallas. Ten years ago was the first college football playoff, and that was the national championship game. Well, next year, and we'll dive into it in that year's preview show, We'll be expanding the college football playoff to 12 teams. So, uh, wow, that's just going to be insane. I'm going to have to wrap my brain around that one. Rick, this little catchphrase I'm about to say, this little line is going to pivot nicely into the conference realignment because, uh, you know, friends know I like sports. My Instagram is Robbie B Sports, right? You know, so it's like, They know I love sports. They know you love sports. Your friends know you love sports, your neighbors and all that stuff. And oftentimes you become a beacon of information for them. Why are they doing this? Wait, can you explain this to me? Boom, 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 boom. I had people talk to me about Messi. They're like, Rob, you're a soccer guy. Can you explain why Messi came to the States? Perfect segue. Follow the money. And I love it. I love it. Follow the money. 12 teams. More money, more travel, more advertisement, more all this stuff, more excitement, a March madness that we've all been waiting for, all been waiting for, where you can put the top 12 teams in there and just let them have at it like a March madness bracket. Well said, Robbie. Well said. That's spot on. And you're right. An excellent segue into our next topic of conversation heading into the 2023 college football season, conference realignment. Now, yes. Next year, we'll be done to show to talk about the extensive college realignment. Uh, but this year, Rob, we've got some notables here. Um, first off, two new teams to Division One FBS football. Sam Houston and Jacksonville State will be making their debuts in Conference USA. Speaking of Conference USA, Liberty and New Mexico State have also joined the conference this season. Very exciting. A big reason why is because many of those teams from Conference USA bolted to the American Athletic Conference. And now more notable, which some of our listeners may have already been aware of, but just if they have not, 
Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF left the American Conference, and they'll begin play this season in the Big 12. Also joining the Big 12 was BYU. So a lot of shakeup there. A lot of shakeup. Seeing new maps. I think it's really exciting. I I love it, Rick. Um, let me just you went over a lot right here. Let me unpack it. Let me let me have my thoughts on some of this stuff. Love Sam Houston and Jacksonville State making their FBS debut in Conference USA, New Mexico and Liberty. Right, it's rising. Everyone's rising. We're not falling. We're rising up. They're moving up. Uh, I think it's a good thing for college football. I think it shows that there is a gateway to the FBS, which making more money, more things for your school that you can reallocate. You can do investments in your in your training facilities. I mean, you and I on Instagram have just been sharing athletic facilities back and forth. Y'all, you see what they're doing? You see what they're doing? Like, oh, it's so cool, right? So it's getting better. Like the future is bright. It's getting better. All that good stuff moving in the right direction. And you know what? I love the storyline too, man, because we can fast forward 10 years from now and who's to say that Liberty, who's put out NFL talent, you had Malik Willis, uh, you had Rashad uh, Jennings. Like, like they're known in Lynchburg, Virginia for putting out some talent. And who's to say Liberty University doesn't somehow, some way in the next decade get into that top 12 and be the 12 seed, the 11 seed, the 10 seed. And we're looking back on this. I'm getting chills. So I just love it. Secondly, I also like all of the teams moving up from the American Athletic Conference and moving into uh, the Big 12. These are massive steps for Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF that are no strangers to the spotlight, no strangers to putting out NFL talent. I mean, Cincinnati, uh, what more of an as advertisement do you need than Sauce Gardner on the New York Jets being the defensive rookie of the year last year? Where did he come from? Oh, Cincinnati. Oh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl tight end, Travis Kelsey. Where did he come? Cincinnati. Oh, Super Bowl winning center for the Eagles. Jason Kelsey, where did he come from? Cincinnati. Like, I'm excited for Cincinnati to be there. They were a four seed in one of the playoffs two years ago. And I'm super stoked to see them making that move to the Big 12, playing the big dogs, playing all the good schools. Uh, Also really excited about Houston. Uh, They can make some noise down there in, in South Texas. They're no stranger to the spotlight. And then UCF is also very, very good. They dominate. They dominated their conference. So I'm excited to them. And all these teams put out NFL talents. So this is great stuff. And BYU, of course, as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, you know, Rob, those teams have been competing in lesser conferences, like we talked about the American Athletic. And they were giving the voters a really tough task. They were running the table every year. Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, perennial undefeated regular season conference champions. And you would see them at like the seven, eight, six, five rankings. And they did go defeated, did do everything that was asked of them. Do they deserve a spot in the college football playoffs? And Cincinnati did get one a couple years back. So now being in the Big 12, they'll be able to put their money where their mouth is. If they show up, ball out, and go undefeated again, there'll be no questions about it. And I know it's expanding. So this is our last time talking about the four. It's going to be 12 playoff teams. Uh, I 
I mean, with the four, what happens sometimes is that fourth seed is a Cincinnati. It is a um, well. This year it was TCU, right? Which which they had a nice upset in in there. But like sometimes, and then it's like Oregon, right? And like the four seed plays the one seed. And to be honest, it's never a really a fun game to watch unless it was this year where TCU kind of upset. Uh, I think it was Michigan, or uh, actually they were the two and the three, I think, or something like that. However, it shook out, but. Anyway, my point is, is that it's going to be really fun to see if they stack up against a good uh, conference schedule and truly earn that right to be in there. Uh, That's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll get to that next year. That's going to be really exciting stuff. As you said, on to Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) A couple couple other pointers here regarding conference realignment, and then we're going to really get into the, the weeds of this season coming up is it will be Texas and Oklahoma's final seasons in the Big 12 as they head off to the SEC next year. So the final Red River rivalry taking place this October in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma, and then they bolt for the SEC. And, you know, some of the listeners aren't going to care, but I have a bunch of Oklahoma State fans uh, that are friends of mine, uh, Pocum, and uh, you also lose Bedlam. You've been Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, one of the oldest rivalries in the entire uh, country. You know, that makes you feel really sad. But then you read about the Pac-12, who pretty probably in their whole season as a prince, because almost every single one of them are leaving the (laughs) Pac-12, we found this summer, due to a lack of a media contract. So, um, Rob, yeah, unfortunately, there are some negative side effects to the conference realignment. There's some positives, but there's also some negatives. And again, we'll dive into all the changes this time next year. But Robbie, I want to get into this year's games. That's what we're going to be looking forward to on Saturdays. And I think we've got to start across the pond. Our first big game will come this Saturday, week zero. I love what college football did a few years back to build excitement and anticipation they added a week zero to their season before the, you know, real season <laughs> gets started in week one. Why not? Let's do a negative one week. Let's do a negative two. I don't know where they're trending towards, but week zero is going to be the Air Lingus College Football Classic in double Ireland. Name and no name, two of the most historic programs in the history of college football. These two have competed and won national championships. They'll be heading across to Europe and kicking things off in week zero. After that, I love it. I mean, if you're waiting for a comment for me, my comment is I love it. Check the box. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think the fact that Notre Dame goes to Dublin where it's the fighting Irish and they're playing in Ireland is just really cool. You heard my thoughts on the army Notre the army Navy game, how it's the greatest game ever. Well, you know, Navy, uh, Notre Dame, storied, storied. I don't franchises, universities. You could call universities, but like franchises and and fan bases. So yeah, it's great. They're going to bring the energy all day, every day. They're taking over the streets of London. They're taking over Ireland. Ireland. Everybody loves it. They're going to be having pints on game day. Woo! I'm excited to watch it next Saturday. See, think I was for from Robbie B Sports. Now week one kickoff to. You got to just, Rob, this is going to be a really awesome game. I think it's maybe a little underrated, but 
the Duke's Mayo Classic, okay? This is South Carolina and North Carolina. That rivalry is strong. North Carolina is ranked in the top 25. South Carolina is not. But, but, but. I think that I think South Carolina is going to be a good team this year. And that'd be pretty crazy if they were able to knock off their rival, North Carolina, in week one. That'll be a fun game at the very beginning of the season. And in that same week, September 3rd, LSU versus Florida State. Rob, these are two teams that duked it out in week one last year down in New Orleans. Florida State got the win at the very end. And a lot changed after that. LSU righted their seat to come in the AC championship game. Florida State, they had a good season last year. They're on the rise. A lot of people are hopeful that they could be the team that comes from the ACC. So we've got two games in week one that I believe are worth watching. I I think you're right. And Florida State is ranked number eight in the country. And Rick, to be honest, I don't know why. Why are they ranked number eight in the country? Are we going to get down to the the breakdowns and give our opinions on this? Yeah, so Rob, uh, Florida State's been one of these teams that hit an all-time low, rock bottom, just a few years back. This is an also-storied national championship program, and they were the laughing stock of college football just a year or two ago. Their coach came in, changed the culture, got rid of all the problems within the program, and he's been concentrating on building not just great great men, and, and this program is on the rise. There's a lot of returning upperclassmen. So, yes, Florida State is a team that many think can contend, and we're going to find out a lot about this team in the first game of the season, which is being played at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. So it won't be on campus. And what's hilarious to note is that LSU played their last game last season in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. So LSU will play back-to-back games in Orlando, their last one from last season and their first one from this season. There you go. And, Rick, I just want to say right here, I'm going out on a record, and and I know we ranked their stadium as one of the stadiums we got to go to, but FSU is a bust. Like, they're giving them the eighth ranking. I will stake anything you want on it. They are not going to finish the year above eight, um, uh, not even in the top ten. Uh, Clemson went undefeated in the conference last year. FSU went five and three. And how do they get like an eight seed? This is, I'm calling a spade. I'm calling it as I see it, man. This might be a hot take, but they're trying to get into the, into the SEC. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to petition out of the ACC. This is all, this is all a, a, a facade. I, I don't think they're going to do it, Rick. I don't be, I think they're going to be below 10. I think they're going to, I think they might even get knocked out of the top 25 by the end of the year. I like the Tigers to win in that first game. And then, Rob, the fun continues all September long because the very next week in what will next year become an SEC game is Texas going to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban, who, oh, by the way, sneaked out a win last year in Austin, Texas by one point at the very end, only, in my opinion, 
because Quinn Ewers, the quarterback for Texas, who was first one of the shoulder injury in the first half, and they just did not look themselves the rest of the game. This, Rob, is going to be a game to watch September 9th, Longhorns, Crimson Tide. That's going to be phenomenal under the lights. Yep. In Tuscaloosa, that's going to be pretty epic. Next up, we have Ohio State versus Notre Dame on September 23rd. That's one we want to highlight as well. Uh, I mean, look, you're talking about two-storied universities. Unfortunately, as much as I love being a Notre Dame, you know, supporter and like I love it, I, I, I think it's one of the most magical stadiums you can go to. Uh, you just go there, Rudy. You know, you just feel feel the energy. Um, but I, Ohio state is just on another planet with their roster. They're going to, they're going to have a new quarterback under center. They doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They're, they're quarterback. You man, it doesn't matter. Coach Ryan day is really optimistic about this. He's a deep let out of last year. And it was part of the reason why down the stretch, they lost a few important games and didn't make it to the college football playoffs. But they they do have a lot of returning star wide receivers on offense. Uh, They're going to be high-powered. And, yeah, that's going to be a a fun game to watch in South Bend, Indiana. That same day, Rob, we have probably the most important regular season game in the ACC this year, and it's Florida State and Clemson. Clemson has a new quarterback, Coach Dabo Sweeney looking to right the ship after so many successful back-to-back college football championship game appearances. And that, Rob, I think is going to be a really fun game in Death Valley, the Seminoles and the Tigers on the same day. The following week, Rob. Your, well, give me a stop, Rick. You're running through these. Give me your predictions. It's part of the fun of this. You got LSU winning on September 3rd. Who do you have in Texas, Alabama? Last year, you took Texas. Yeah. I remember you. I remember you took Texas. Yeah, and I think Texas is going to go down to Tuscaloosa, and they're going to prove that they can compete in the SEC, and they're going to pull out a victory. I think Ohio State's going to go out on the road and beat Notre Dame like they did last year at home. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go roll tide. You're going to hook them on that one, okay? So I'm going LSU on the first one because I think Florida State's a joke. Um, (laughs) and then I'm going roll tide on the second one with you. And then you're going, who you going? Notre Dame, Ohio state. Who you got? Buckeyes. Yeah. Buckeyes. Me too. Okay. Who do you got for Florida state Clemson? Yeah. I think Florida state might get the W. I think they're going to be a, uh, you know, a team that, um, is going to compete well. And I just don't know what's going on in Clemson these days. It's going to be make or break this season for them. So I, I like Florida state. I do believe a little bit in the hype. Totally wrong. Uh, Clemson, go Tigers. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Rob, it's funny. The Pac-12 is dismantling uh, next season. But the Pac is going to be very intriguing. And they've got a lot of competitive teams with a lot of outstanding quarterbacks who are, I mean, you probably got four or five possible Heisman hopeful quarterbacks just in the Pac-12 alone. And two of them are going to be on the stage in October when the Ducks travel to the Huskies of Washington. That's going to be a fun game. Rick, I I said it here on the podcast last week. Uh, University of Washington Stadium, absolutely amazing. This might be college game day, depending on how it shakes out. This is a lot of storylines right there. Pac-12 leaving. 
this could be it. This could be college game day, beautiful setup atmosphere. They might do it on a boat. Um, and I think you're right. Last year, it was a lot of fun to watch the University of Washington. I caught a couple of their games and they um, have this quarterback Pennick, Pennett, um, fire. Like he was just slinging the rock. So definitely going to see him on Sundays for sure. So we'll see how this one shakes out. And Rob, I was just going to say, Oregon's quarterback is no slouch either. Former SEC Auburn Tiger transfer, Bo Nix, who Bo threw Nicks. for 3,500 yards and yeah. almost 30 yeah. touchdowns last year. Look, I, I, I'm going to go with the Huskies on this one. I got a bunch of University of Washington friends and alumni, so I got I to gotta go with the Oh. I don't know if that's what a Husky does, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I got the ducks in this one, all right? Quack, quack, quack. Ducks fly together. <laughs> then, Rob, then. Gordon Bombay? Was that a Gordon Bombay? <laughs> it sure was. Then we get to a storied game in late October as the leaves begin to change the colors. We get ready for the autumn harvest Penn State, Ohio State, this is a classic. Ugh. This, Rob, is going to be one heck of a game. I think Ohio State victory. You're going to Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one's in the shoe. Uh, it's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, this this one is an Ohio State victory right here, but I will say that is uh, Rick. You'll you'll appreciate this, and the listeners will listen to this. Well, will listen, but they'll also appreciate this. Um, my son's turning two. So the massive win for all men out there. Shelby, my wife, just goes like, "What? What should be our theme? I'm struggling to come up with a theme for the party. Like that's a thing. Like I mean, I don't really think about it. Moms think about it more, but I was like, hey. We got Ohio State, Penn State that weekend. We got a lot of Penn Staters in the area that are going to be over at the party. Why don't we make it a 4 o'clock party? The kids have fun from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, right? Yeah. Game game tips off, kicks off at 8. We get a big projection screen, so we're going to get a big projection screen. Rick, you're going to be in town for that. That's going to be fantastic. This is music to your ears. We're going to get a nice big projection screen in the backyard. We're going to have a bunch of TVs out for the games during the day. And we're going with the theme of college game day. <laughs> I, like I like it, Rob. Well done. Kudos to you and the missus. And, and oh, she agreed. Oh. She, she's already buying napkins that are yellow for penalty flags. <laughs> It makes sense. It makes sense. And well done. And that's going to be a fun game. Rob, then we're in the month of November. There's two games here, in my opinion, that are, are worth noting on the schedule here. LSU and Alabama. This is an SEC matchup that we all love to watch. Even if you're not a fan of these two programs, you still love to watch it. You know you're going to get their A game. And last year in Death Valley, LSU pulled out a one-point victory in double overtime on what was just the most magical evening possible. And then the Tigers went on to Pete in CC Championship game. They really have turned their program around in just a year with new head coach Chip Kelly coming down from Notre Dame. Nick Saban, this is going to be a phenomenal game, and I like the Tigers to go on the road and knock off Alabama this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last year was pretty magical. We watched that game together. 
uh, which was really cool. And then uh, later on in the year, we saw Tennessee beat Alabama as well. And I thought last year was going to be the first year Bama was left out of the four 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 uh, team playoff, but they were not. They slipped in. Uh, but with that being said, I think LSU wins again. Go Tigers! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I know that's music to my wife's ears. Former Tiger from the Bayou. Rob, the final regular season game to note here is a Pac-12 matchup between USC and Oregon. And I think the Pac-12 is going to be interesting final season because you've got all these great quarterbacks and you've probably got four or five teams that are just going to, you know, beat the snot out of each other all season long. Who's going to be left standing? Is anybody going to run the table? And I'd be willing to bet when it comes down to the final week of the regular season, you're going to be sitting back and there's going to be one of these two teams, USC and Oregon, who's still undefeated. And they're going to have to go out and prove it in their final regular season matchup against each other to hopefully go on to the Pac-12 championship game, win that, and possibly represent the conference in the final semifinal of the four teams later that this season. So for me, Rob, I think it's going to be a heavyweight matchup in the Pac-12, USC and Oregon. And I like USC led by their Heisman winner, Caleb Williams of last year. I think he is by far the best player in college football going into this season. Everybody's excited to see what he can do as encore. I like the questions in them, sir. Hmm. Hmm. So you're 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 going with you're going with um, Caleb Williams and the Trojans. I'm going with Caleb Williams and the Trojans. I think it's his Heisman to his Heisman to lose, in my opinion. Um, but let's go to the final four semifinal teams. Let's, let's scoot down to that. Let's go to the playoffs, give our predictions. Who will be this season's TCU? Great question, Rob. Great question. TCU kicks off the season this year in Fort Worth against coach prime and the Colorado buffs. That's going to be a fun one at the beginning of the season. TCU was electric last year. Quarterback Duggan. Their new head coach coming over from just down the road at SMU encore season. I don't think so. I think they're going to get a gut check. They lost a lot of players uh, to the NFL, to the next level, just graduates of the program. So um, that was a magical year in football. This year, I think we're going to return to normalcy. I think we're going to see some really, really powerhouse programs. Uh, light it up and the schedules would allow for it first Rob I think that the LSU Tigers have the opponents they always do in the SEC if they win those games that early one on the road in Florida against FSU I like the Tigers I also like Caleb Williams the returning Heisman winner to lead his USC Trojans as I mentioned to the college football semifinals I like them to come out of the Pac-12. I think Texas, Rob, with that game at Alabama, they've got a slew of great opponents. And Quinn Ewers, if he stays healthy this year, that stud quarterback from Texas, if he stays healthy, I like the Longhorns to get into the college football playoff. And then last but not least, the Ohio State they schedule well. You're right that it doesn't matter who they've got at quarterback. They're going to win games. They're going to knock off Penn State. 
They're going to beat Michigan, which, oh, by the way, Michigan has won the last two years in a row in the game. I think Ohio State gets that victory this year. And yes, that's my four teams, Rob, LSU, USC, Texas, and Ohio State. What do you say? I think all of your picks are bullshit. (laughs) They're not an underdog story. They're all storied universities that have been in the limelight. TCU was an underdog. Like, no one expected them to win. And then they got, they even lost the Big 12 title game and the AP still gave it to them. They were like, yeah, you know, we got to give it to them. Like, we have to give it to them. So I think your picks are wild. <laughs> All right. I'll go with my first one. My first one is Tennessee. I like Tennessee. They got a lot of, they got a lot of, um, they, 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 they beat Bama last year. They had a lot of opportunities to actually punch their ticket into the, into the top four. So I think they're going to slip into the four. Okay. They got a lot of great opportunities there. My next one that I think is going to make some noise is not a sexy pick. They're not a sexy team to watch, but they win. And it's Utah. Utah owns the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is done after this year. Utah is going to run through the Pac-12, and then they're going to run through the USC in the championship game. And they're going to give the um, uh, the voters uh, a difficult decision here, so they might make it in as the four seed. Next up is I think I would have to go with. Um, I don't like going with the Pac-12 team, so I'm not going to go with another Pac-12 team. Um, I am going to go out on a limb and I really have not paid attention to any of their recruiting class, but I really like Kansas state to possibly make a run at that four seed. So we got Kansas state, we got Utah and we got Tennessee to make a run at that four. I like it, Rob. I like it. Those are teams. You're right. That are on the fringe. There's, there's, and I agree with Tennessee. You and I are going to travel up to Knoxville this year for a game. That's going to be a blast. But I also think that, uh, as I mentioned in the Pac-12, if Oregon somehow claws their way through that conference, they could potentially represent the Pac-12 instead of USC. And also, too, Clemson, if they beat Florida State, if they go undefeated, you cannot deny an undefeated ACC champion. So I think those are teams to watch out for. Rob, who is going to win this year's national championship game? Who's it going to be, Rob? And who are they going to beat? Well, are we going to give the four? Or are we going to uh, – we're going to give – I already did my oh, four. You, oh, you already gave your four. Oh, I, oh, my apologies there. My apologies. I thought those were like your four to – that's my fault. I thought those were your four to like make the TCU run. So my bad. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go out here. And I'm going to say that it's going to be Ohio State is 100% in there, 1,000%. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be Ohio State. I think it's going to be Alabama as a lock. I think it's going to be Clemson as a lock. They're going to run Rashad in the ACC. Uh, And then I also think that uh, Utah is going to be in there. Like I said, they're not sexy, but uh, I think Utah is going to play Ohio State. Ohio State's going to put the whooping on them. I think Bama's going to play Clemson. Bama's going to beat Clemson. And then I think Ohio State is going to win it all this year. Their team is so good. Marvin Harrison Jr. is it's either him or Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. I know we're going to get into that in a second, but I'm, I'm going to lean towards Caleb Williams, 
But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is is an absolute stud. And you can make the you can make the point that if he didn't get injured in the semifinal game of last year, Ohio State would have beat Alabama and then they would have moved on and 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 beat TCU. So uh Marvin Harrison Jr. Wow. Wow. All right, there you have it. I like Ohio State to be in the national championship game as well, Rob. But I believe that Jaden Daniels, LSU's quarterback, is going to go on and defeat the Buckeyes of Ohio State and the LSU Tigers are going to win the national championship. And here's why. Coach Chip Kelly got to the program two years ago. Who else got to the LSU Tigers athletic program two years ago? their head women's basketball coach. And who won the women's national basketball championship this past year? LSU. LSU. And Rob, two years ago, LSU hired a new men's baseball coach. And what did the LSU Tigers baseball team do this past summer? They won the national championship. There is some brewing in the bayou. Rob, I like, just like we saw four years ago, when there was a a Joe Burrow. You remember Joe Burrow in 2019? Who's that guy? He he transferred down from Ohio State. He got to the Louisiana Tigers. And, Rob, he just tore it up. And this year, I think Jaden Daniels is going to be that same quarterback. I think Jaden Daniels, who transferred out of Arizona State University just a year ago, who threw for 3,700 yards last season, ran for 800-plus yards, and had almost 30 touchdowns, is going to be this year's Heisman winner, and he's going to also be the MVP of the national championship game. Go Tigers, go! Go Tigers! And that is how we'll end this Brothers Brand Podcast, episode 150, uh, 2023 college football preview. We went over a lot here. So I'm just going to I'm just going to bring it back to where we all started. Next Saturday is going to be the first this coming Saturday for the, those listeners is going to be the the first Saturday of college football. Enjoy college football from this Saturday until the new year. It's going to be awesome. Check out Dublin where it all kicks off. Rick, I'm Rob Brandt and I'm Rick Brandt and we are the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.